Welcome to this week's Leader's Guide for the Winter Quarter of Life Groups. This resource is provided to help you prepare and effectively lead your group. For your convenience, you can also download a written version of this guide under Leader Tools at northcoastchurch.com groups. So let's join Pastor Dave Enns now as he introduces this week's material. Hey, greetings, leaders. Welcome to week number four of Life Group. So last week third was your third week. You were flowing, and now you are in your fourth. And so really should be getting a great feel and a vibe for how your group is going. And again, as we always say, if you need help with anything, whether it is helping discussion, dealing with an issue, or... Um, any specific thing, it lets your life group pastor know we are available to help with that. Of course, we hope this uh, leader's guide always helps you, but we know sometimes that can even go beyond that. So uh, again, we're here to help you out with that. So fourth week, continue to build those relationships. If you've not divided up into men-only, women-only groups, you might want to mix that up this week and do that again. We see the sharing oftentimes goes up. Sometimes you can divide up into groups of... Um, four or six even to close your uh, meeting off for application. Again, a variety of options there. So praying together, make sure you're taking time to get those requests and pray together. And then if you haven't finalized your social plans and or service project, you want to do that this week. Also, so you know, coming up is Serve Your City this coming this spring. But in the next week or so, you are going to get an email, begin to talk, uh, begin to see about that and uh, how we're going to be engaging that. If you're wondering what is Serve Your City, it is when we take and uh, do all we can to reach out to community at the next level beyond even our weekly service projects we do. We used to call it Weekend of Service. We've changed it up a little bit. And that last, uh, that last weekend of Serve Your City is when we cancel all of our weekend services and go out and serve. And it is incredible the impact that happens and um, the difference that it makes in our community because we do not want to just be about the weekends. We're going to be living out our faith. So that will be coming. And again, thanks for um, giving us your attendance. It helps us to know what's going on, how to care for people. Um, and if you've got anything going on too, you're like, hey, here's what's helping. That helps us to be able to talk about that too. So thanks again, leaders, for what you're doing. All right, I'm going to turn it over now to Scott Horner. Scott is our 2535 pastor, oversees that ministry and uh, those groups, and also our military life groups. And love Scott. He's been on staff with us now for about a year and a half and uh, just making a significant difference. And he's going to be taking you through this week week's homework questions. Here's Scott. Hey, Life Group Leaders. My name is Scott Horner, and I'm really excited about walking through this week's homework with you. Damien has done such a great job of setting us up for some really awesome discussion around the topic of worship. And while he doesn't talk about it specifically at length and in depth, we want to take this opportunity to really ask, what does it look like for us as believers, as followers of Jesus, to live lives of worship on a regular, daily basis outside of just leaning into our Sunday morning or weekend time of corporate gathering. So you see uh, here real quick that just kind of quick review, uh, looking back on your notes in this week's teaching and, and just really kind of wanting to see and hear from anyone uh, what about Damien's message 
was impactful, right? So uh, jumping down then to the my story piece, uh, this is something that Damien and I, we spoke about, he hits hard. And the reason why he leaves it open is for us, for us as life groups. Those two blanks that, that are left on uh, our note sheets throughout the sermon, um, really ask if anyone's written anything down and then really press into the significance there. This, this question can be interpreted in a variety of ways, right? Someone might have kind of in Damien's lane of thinking I was I was dead and now I'm alive or I was lost and now I'm found but it could also invite some more personal or more really uh, vulnerable answers right like I was struggling with this sin and now I'm free from this sin or I, um, I, I this happened to me this traumatic experience happened and now I've found uh, healing uh, through that, right? So just be prepared for some uh, wide variety of answers there and uh, lean into your life group pastor if if out of that there's, there's just a sense of um, continued healing and a continued encouragement for maybe a group member, um, but also celebrate those changes. Celebrate what God has done. That's the point, right? We want to celebrate who our Savior is and what He's done in our lives. So just a fun, deep question uh, that Damien really sets us up well for in our life group time. Uh, then the next one is just, hey, when, when you think of the word worship, what comes to mind? A lot of people are probably going to think about, hey, singing. Um, you know, we even talk about it in uh, kind of just our, our natural conversation. Oh, I love the worship part of Sunday morning, or I love the worship part of church. And, and what we mean by that is singing, right? Because the whole thing is worshipful, uh, reading God's word and all those things. So uh, just asking that question allows us to kind of have a base understanding of where we are as a community. And then hopefully as we walk through the remainder of our time in life group, we'll see just uh, how cool God invites us to, to live lives with him. Some other questions that you might want to ask uh, in this my story section could just be uh, Damien lists some attributes of Jesus, right? Jesus is a fighter for us. He's a, um, he, he cares about us, available to us, and uh, a transformer in us. And so maybe touch on one of those or ask a question, hey, which of those uh, really resonated with you? Uh, and just kind of hear from everyone there. And lastly, this was kind of one uh, that didn't make it to our homework, but I think is really cool because I think we, we have all been there in life and in times. We have a specific thing. Maybe it's a sports team. Maybe it's a celebrity. Maybe it's a band. Maybe it's like a video game or a TV show that we spend significant amount of time and uh, energy in and attention towards. And maybe like really like, oh, this stirs me up. Uh, and and. Not to say like, oh, is this worshipful? But it is in a way. And so kind of asking those questions just to kind of see like, hey, where have we been in our lives? And what are some things that we've really given ourselves to? It's a it's a fun question. Uh, I know for me, it would definitely be the Boston Bruins hockey team, right? I just love those guys uh, if you like hockey. Um, moving along now, uh, just kind of looking at the digging deeper. Um, we're really going to spend some time in Romans, Romans 1. Uh, or Romans 12, 1 through 8. And so just kind of recognizing in the passage that Damien reads in John 2, just Jesus' deep and amazing passion for us to have access to God. 
And so what do we do with that if worship isn't just something that we do on a, on a weekend, but it's who we are, right? So then in Romans 12, we see the phrase, uh, you know, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And so uh, looking through that, that lens, right, we want to kind of uh, ask the question, what does worship look like outside of a church setting? Uh, the, the message version of Romans 12, uh, 1 through 2 specifically, but reading kind of 1 through 8 can really give you some helpful uh, ideas of, of what this could look like. Our regular, everyday sort of life, how do, we, how do we then capture those moments in a way that stirs our affections for Jesus? Uh, if there's anything, this next question then, is there any... Is there something that you do that on a regular basis, maybe that you haven't thought of worship before that could be? Um, you know, a lot of times we think that worship needs to look a specific way or, or fit a specific formula. But God is so much bigger than a ritual or a ceremony. He is the creator of all things and his invites us into an awareness of him in all situations and so there's really no such thing as a mundane or meaningless moment they're all moments that god has given us and gifted us and they can be worshipful and by worshipful i mean stirring our affections and moving us to an awareness of who he is and giving him the rightful glory and affection and attention that he deserves so something as simple as taking out the trash right uh, can be a picture of of us uh taking out the garbage in our lives and then man it can remind us of what jesus has done for us by cleaning us out and removing that garbage and and bringing wholeness there or changing a baby's diaper for example so uh, just kind of get creative and and think through what are some of those things for you specifically and then uh, kind of man look at uh, and listen to some of the answers in your group members you might be surprised i know that um it it just opens up a, a opportunity for us to think differently and invites our, our people to as well. This next one is a little bit more practical in its thinking. It gives us some hands-on ideas of, okay, what could we do, right? Deuteronomy uh, 6, 4 through 5, uh, Jesus kind of says this too, right? Uh, Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, or uh, with all your heart, and Deuteronomy, your soul, with all your strength, with all your might. And so uh, looking at how do we then worship? What, what is a real way that we can worship God with our bodies? Right, maybe serving, maybe getting on our knees in prayer, maybe um, like a, a hands-on uh, preparing a meal for someone, or uh, whatever that could look like, or with our minds. Right? How do we intellectually use the the minds that God has given us to worship Him? So maybe it's studying, maybe it's learning about creation, learning about stars, learning about animals, learning about the way the world works can be a worshipful thing our speech and not just, oh, did I share my faith with someone, but offering a word of encouragement uh, or sending a a text or uh, praying for someone. And then with our relationships, right? Sometimes making time for someone is the most loving and generous thing we can do. Time is that resource that we all have, but it's all limited. And so when you give someone time, you're communicating immense value there. There really are no right or wrong answers in this section um, outside of maybe sinful actions. Well, outside definitely of sinful actions or thoughts, but really just allowing creativity and thinking through how we can worship God with our, with more than just our lips and song on a Sunday. Um, 
So then also moving along now to uh, just this next question where Damien uh, points out that Jesus removes uh, things from the temple that aren't necessarily bad or sinful per se, but they were definitely a distraction. And they kept the Gentiles out of that uh, outer court from being able to worship God properly and rightly. And so uh, the question is then, do you have any seemingly harmless distractions in your life that Jesus may want to flip over, drive out, and keep you from worshiping him or being truly present with him. Now, I think the tendency here could be to look at and think about what are big sin issues in our lives and think that those are the distractions. But really, I think the distractions we're invited to think about are a lot more subtle, right? Things that we care about because we care about and we know that God cares about them, right? So maybe it's, I, I care about my finances and I want to go, honor God with my finances or with my job or with my raising uh, a family or caring for a spouse or what do I do with my singleness here? And we want to honor God in all those areas. But oftentimes these good things that we want to use for God can actually be a distraction for us from from being present to his grace in our lives. And so we're taking a, uh, something that that shouldn't be a burden uh, in a way that, uh, of distraction. And instead, um, we're invited to lay those things aside and just be present with him because what of he what he has done. See, worry, worry can be one of those things that it, it kind of reveals uh, that we think all this depends on us. We think that we're in control and, and God invites us to release those things, even the good things, uh, from keeping us from an awareness of his presence. Uh, and then uh, in 1 Corinthians 3, just kind of checking out that passage, we see very clearly like, hey, we are right? We are the temple. Um, do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? And so we're invited to see that church uh, isn't just a place that we go to, but it's who we are corporately. And then that God's spirit dwells in us individually and, and collectively as a whole. So that rating scale is just a really easy scale for all of us. Every single one of us should be able to put ourselves somewhere on that scale. So it really invites conversation with maybe some of your quieter people in your group uh, and, and just allows us to have a conversation around where we're at. And then to be vulnerable potentially as a leader, you have the opportunity to invite uh, further conversation for your people. Just kind of a cool opportunity there to invite accountability and an opportunity for change for you to kind of invite other people into that as well. Um, and so then through that, there's just a, some other kind of verses that you might want to check out. Uh, Philippians 4 verses 8 through 9. Paul makes a list of just ways that we should be thinking or with our mind to dwell on on right holy things uh, things of, of the spirit and and so then uh, whatever's noble true pure lovely admirable and so then kind of making a list of your own potentially as a leader just kind of saying hey what are some things that i could be thinking about on a regular basis maybe it's thinking about my taste buds and what a gift those things are or thinking like when I'm eating a meal or thinking about the gift of my family or, or whatever job and just kind of invite your group, maybe just on the fly. Hey, what are some things that you might think about uh, that we should be thinking about that really stir our affections for Jesus there? Lastly, uh, in the taking it home se section, I just really, I love that we get to take this home. And so the invitation is uh, for really a doable plan that we want to invite our fellow group members into that can offer encouragement and support throughout the week. So what's a, what's a real thing that I could do on a daily basis 
that would stir me and point me towards towards God's presence in my life and the abil- ability I have to worship him. So, yeah, hopefully this is helpful and just gives you a sense of uh, excitement as you prepare for your group. And we will see you next time, guys. <laughs>